This is CliffCentral.com. I don't even know who that was, but that was a great song. And I think it's the way we want to start this show. It is still the month of love. But we're talking about the best kind of love, I think, today. Best kind of love. Yes, no, Michelle? Absolutely. Why do you have that face? It is the best love. Yes, making money. (laughs) Making money. Yes. (laughs) I'm Bumi Mashekho and you're tuned in to Womanda. It's two minutes past 12. And being the... Third Wednesday. Is this the third yes, Wednesday? Yes, it is. Jeez, this has been a crazy long month. Third Wednesday of the month, we're talking about money. And like we promised you that we'd be talking about how to make money, how to grow your money. Uh, Michelle's putting me on the spot. Absolutely. And we're doing investment profiles. Yes. I'm going to do my investment profile. But it's actually very, very easy, I hope. Yes. So if you follow along while I, while Michelle strips me bare here, <laughs> <laughs> you can do this yourself or you can go to Michelle's website, which is? It is True Guide. Just T-R-U-E, Guide. That's it. True Guide. And Michelle, you can follow on? That's on Facebook. That's on Facebook. On Facebook. So rather just go on Facebook. That's the easiest way to get hold of me because I look at that all the time. <laughs> Says you, <laughs> Miss, I don't have... No, I do. But I don't I have just, just, now this is easier. This, this is, is easier. easier. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so Rory and um, Andrew, a couple of hours ago, a couple of hours, no, an hour ago, Rory and Andrew were talking about our, the state of our economy. And everybody's talking about the state of our economy, but we're talking about the state of our wallets right here, right now. Yeah. Girls, this is about how you're going to grow your money. This is about how this year you can be in charge and in control of your wallet and your end. And, and this is it. This is it. We're going to make you rich. That's if you it. follow these steps. From the true guide, there we make go. You rich, Michelle, you go first. Do you know what I want to do? Is is I always say to people that don't panic when you start looking at investing because I think that's a huge problem because people are going, oh, I'm going to put away this money every month from putting a lump sum away, and I actually don't know what's happening with it. And that's why on the true guide Facebook page, you'll actually see that I put nine steps down for you guys on investing. Nine simple steps. And I think let's just go through that first because before we even get to the risk profiling and then start talking about what that risk profiling means. The easy things. Yes, the easy things. Nine steps you could do in a month. You no, add, you do it all together. No, no, but I'm just saying you add. You can add. You can start by doing the one. For me, this is easier than having it. a baby. So in the nine steps, it's not nine months, please. Okay. So let's just look at it from that point of view. Okay. You go first. What did we do the most last year? Is talk about budgets. budgets. Okay. So this again, don't invest if your budget doesn't allow it. First, work out on your budget and look at the affordability on the budget. If there is money to invest, then you invest. Otherwise, don't do it. Get rid of the debt. Yes, the debt first. Get rid of the debt first. Cash is king. Learn the basic terminology. And and I'm not talking about becoming the kind of person that knows absolutely everything about stock markets and unit trusts and everything. But really just ask the right questions about what is an equity? What is a bond? 
And we'll go through that a little bit later on today as well. And just look at the basic terminology. So when your broker or financial advisor says to you, you know what, you more of an aggressive person. So let's go high equity that you don't just sit there going, yeah, 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 because <laughs> you don't want to sound silly. Remember, we also spoke last year about ask as many questions as you want to, to feel comfortable. It's so your money after all. It's your it money is after your all. money. It's nobody else's. It's yours. So learn the basic terminology. And Third, look, I think the thing yeah. about learning the terminology is it gives you the words to use. Yes. And it makes you comfortable. One of the, the toughest things, every time, every time I get ready for today's show, every time I'm psyching myself up, we're going to have Michelle in the studio, we're going to have a money show. <laughs> Did I do my budget for the month? I have to psych myself <laughs> up. And I think one of the things, every time, and, and when, when we started on this show as well, the thing that, that made me want to do this so much more is because women are afraid of yes. the speak. We're afraid of talking about money. Right. We're afraid of asking for more money. We're afraid, we're, we're just, and if you learn, those words and you learn the terminology yes. and you know what it means. It disempowers it. Exactly. It, it makes it not as frightening. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. So absolutely. And, and I think to me, the third step is vital. And that is to actually find out why you're investing. Don't just do it for the sake of doing it. Because we said so. Yeah, because we're telling you Although to. Although that is a very good reason <laughs> to do it. If you can afford it. You should be <laughs> investing. Yeah. Because again, you know, I think we talk a lot about planning for the future. Yes. And we're, we're all YOLO generation right, right now, you know, but I watch, I watch my parents and my ten parents' generation. And those guys, when you see that old man or that old lady and they're still like trudging to work oh, every gosh. day and you're like, oh, it's awful. It's, and it's heartbreaking. You, it's heartbreaking yes. because if I think about how exhausted I am at the end of each working oh my day, word. I can't imagine 20, no. 40 years from now having to oh. like go through the same shit. Exactly. <laughs> no, Pumi, it's a very valid point. And that's why I'm saying, but the nice thing about investing for a goal is that you don't just have to have one goal. So you can start investing now for something that you want to do into the future, whether it is to have a deposit on a house, whether it is to start working. Because remember, we're not necessarily talking about retirement planning now. We're just talking about purely investing. Uh, my mother has this this money box, so like it's a shoe-shaped money box. Yeah. And she calls it her shoe collection. It's the same <laughs> thing. Exactly. She throws, so she's not allowed to throw in anything but silver coins. Brilliant. In there, and she at the beginning of the year she's empties it. At the end of the year, she empties it and buys a new pair of shoes. That is awesome, but, <laughs> you know. But she yes, and and that's the same thing. That's the the kind of thinking that you have Correct. when you're investing. You can you can invest for a holiday. You can invest for a house. Exactly. You can invest just so you have more money. Exactly. And remember, the investment that you get out doesn't necessarily have to be spent on anything. It can be reinvested. So you carry on with that investment, but the maturity amount you reinvest into something like a unit trust. So you've got, you've got what I'm saying is remember we spoke about making your money work for you. So yes, I'm putting away my 250 rand a month into an endowment or a tax free savings account. After five years, I get this payout. And that's investing. Yes. Just as simple that's as it. that. And that's investing. I get that payout. All of a sudden now I've got 150,000 rand. I take that. I don't use it. I put it into a unit trust and I carry on with a 250 or I increase it to 300 because my financial situation looks better. Mm -hmm. And all you're doing is you are building yourself 
an investment product or an investment portfolio. It sounds lovely, huh? Investment portfolio. It's lovely. I think, and the thing that that always astounds me is how quickly time passes. Oh my gosh! Is you think yes. at the beginning when you start out with your two hundred and fifty yeah. rand and it's a five year investment thing? Oh think, my god! Five Seriously? Years. Yeah. But time passes so quickly when I sit now and think, oh, you know, when what what happened, and you're like, oh. That was five years ago. Oh, yes. So it's it's actually not as bad as no. we make it out to be in our heads. No, not at all. Okay, so what's and number four? So number four is if we have a look at this one, and we've said this all along, find a financial advisor. Find somebody that can help you through this process and like them, please. Because if you don't <laughs> like them, don't use them. Because you're in a relationship with them. Yes, absolutely. It's one of the most important relationships you'll ever have. Is your financial advisor. Because when something goes wrong, who's the first person you're going to phone? That financial advisor. And they need to be able to assist you. So whether there's been a disability claim or it's a dread disease claim or there's been, God forbid, a death or somebody's in dire straits and they can't pay their premiums. Remember, it was like when we had that gentleman from FNB's home loans. There's always a plan that can be made. So people would rather retain your business. Then tell you just to leave it. So just keep that in mind all the time. That people would rather retain the business than tell you to leave it. Michelle, one of the things that, I mean, when I started working and kind of was starting out on the journey of saving money, putting money away, investing, all of those kinds of things. One of the things that was always a barrier for me was the fact that I thought you needed to have a particular type of income. Or you needed to have a certain amount of money for a financial advisor sure. to take you seriously. No, not at you know, all. I kind of thought, I did. I, I, you remember this, I'm sure. Because I always thought, <laughs> I have nothing. Therefore, <laughs> why? You know? No. And, and, and one of the things that's, that's always a barrier. And I think, again, yes. the thing that makes a lot of girls, a lot of women kind of go, I'm not ready. Mm. I'm not ready for a yeah. financial advisor is I only earn 10,000 rand or I only earn X amount of money. Okay. I don't have enough brilliant. money. No, that's a brilliant point that you've just brought up. But let's take, for instance, um, a lot of kids, what they're doing these days is that they don't, they take a gap year almost. However, it's a payable gap year. There is a course that you can do at WITS, which teaches you um, um, English to foreigners. So in other words, you will go to Thailand or to Bangkok or wherever, China, and they will pay you to teach their children how to speak English. So it is on a very rudimentary level. It's kind of basic English, but that's what you do. You pay for the course. It costs you 5,000 Rand. Um, Four-month course at WITS. Off you go. And it's highly um, needed all over the world. So you can literally choose where you want to go. These kids are being paid 15,000 Rand a month. They're getting free accommodation. They're getting all their meals. So that 15,000 Rand, what the heck are they using it for? This is where we need to start educating our children how important it is to not just go and blow that money. <laughs> Yeah, because let me look at my calculator. Yeah, no. Listen, it's amazing how much money these kids can make. And what I'm saying is that a financial advisor is there for the person that earns 6,000 a year. If you, jeez. 
Yeah, it's it's a lot of money at a, as an 18 or a 19 year old. But the point I'm trying to make is that I have clients who only earn six or seven thousand rand. But keeping in mind that those clients have been in their positions for most probably five to eight years, they're also at a point in their life where they share costs. So their budgets show the affordability. And you, if a financial advisor goes to somebody like it and says, oh, you've got to spend 2,000 rand, you tell them where the door is and to get out. And at least there's something else. Oh, you, you, it's on, you're on, on radio, Michelle. <laughs> Shall I remind you? You're allowed to? Yeah. Keeping it real <laughs> on cliffcentral.com. You're allowed to, you're allowed to. <laughs> but you tell them to get lost because that is not what we're trying to do. We are trying to help people invest their money wisely on the affordability levels that they have. So you can work with somebody that earns 5,000 rand. You can earn work with somebody that earns 150,000 rand. And again, it doesn't mean that the person earning 80,000 rand can actually spend Afford more. It. Those guys are the guys that have got most of the debt and most of the costs. They're the ones that could only spend 500 rand. You are? It's, it's frightening. And I'm not talking, I'm not generalizing. I'm saying those are the mm. options that we've got. Mm. And then obviously the next step, which I think is what we'll do with you just now, is we're going to do a risk profile. And the risk profile, and, and again, you can get these online if you want to. There's a whole bunch from different companies and they're all very, very good. So if you have, look, we'll be using the Sundam one today very simply because it's one that I've got on my computer and it's instant. Um, so if you have a look at that, all it tells us is what kind of investor are you? Are you a cautious investor? Are you a moderate investor? Are you a moderate, moderate to aggressive investor or you, or are you aggressive in your, in your thought process of how investments work? And how does that then impact? What, why is it important to know your profile? Because of the funds that you will choose. So we, we're going to kind of work today with unit trusts because unit trusts are really nice and flexible and they kind of almost like a bank account, but they give you a little bit more. And also because that's what my dad told me yes. about when I was like nine. Yes. Unit trusts. <laughs> so we're going to talk about those today. So we're not really going to talk about the longer terms, your five year terms, your 10 year term policies. We're going to talk about the more flexible type of policies today okay. or options today. Then the next thing is to choose your information because of this risk profile and to choose the right portfolios. And keeping in mind that you can go anywhere to choose. So Santa, for instance, I go to Momentum and I take out a unit trust with Momentum. Momentum allows me not only to take their funds, but they allow me to take outside funds as well. So I can have an Alan Gray, I can have an Investec, I can have a Coronation, you I that, can you go say, an old Mutual. You say that as I was driving here, I saw a thing on, on the side of the road about Investec's fund yes. and how well it's doing right now. Yep. So is now the right time to buy into Investec? No, 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 no. You know what? Again, it may be a certain fund that is doing well with Investec, but if you look at your top funds, they normally have a spread. So you might have an old mutual fund that's in the top five. You may have a Sunlum that's in the top five. You might have to have an Alan Gray. But it really depends on which funds they are because you've got balanced funds. You've got high equity funds. You've got all different kinds of funds. Mm -hmm. And that's why this risk profile is so important for you to then sit down. And again, 
once you've looked at the funds and your financial advisor said to you, you know what, this is your profile and these are the funds that fit into this profile, it's always a good idea or it's actually a necessity to ask the financial advisor to, to give you a fund fact sheet. Now, a fund fact sheet. Besides is, the fact that it's a tongue twister. Yes, besides that. <laughs> I kind of get it wrong sometimes and say other things. But it's a fund fact sheet. And all it does is it shows you where your money is going to be lying. So say now, for instance, you've got a little bit of bonds. And the one bond is in, um, let's take, for instance... Oh my There's gosh, those I'm government to, bonds. Yeah, the government, the government bonds. Yes. Because they're advertising them Absolutely. like crazy right now. That's, it's, and it's not a bad thing, but it'll show you exactly percentages where those bonds are lying. It'll show you equity. Where's your equity lying? It'll show you property. So if you look at the Sage Park in Midrand, that you mightn't be investing in, or um, Bidvest, or Bolo World, or whatever. Remember, you're buying into these companies, and this is what you're going to be getting out. So that's really how you determine. So it's important to get those fund fact sheets because it also shows you how those funds have been doing in the last three, six months, um, year, three years, five years, so seven years. So you can years. look at a term. Yes. You know, and, and one of the things that, that always fascinates me is how – you think you're going to invest in something. And if you don't get that, if you don't get the, the, and, and the, the easiest thing, at least that I've learned over the years in terms of investing is it's like when you go shopping. Yes. Right. It's like when you go to pick and pay your checkers or Woolworths or whatever. You walk in there and you've got, you know, I'm going to buy tomato sauce. I'm going to buy rice. I'm going to buy this. But you also then walk to the shelf and look at the brands yes. that are sitting there. Correct. And it's the same thing. Exactly. The, 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 the fun fact sheet is, gives <laughs> you exactly that information. You it, and it, and it's, it's then easier. I think it, yes. it demystifies. Correct. If you think about it like that, that what I'm looking at is I'm looking at if I'm buying rice. Yes. I'm buying an Aunt Caroline or I'm buying no name brand or Correct. I'm buying Tastic. Yes. And you know, when you see those names and you hear those names, you know, you know, you know, you're not going to spend your money on some like crappy ass rice. Yeah. Acme, <laughs> Acme rice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and that's why those are the kinds of information that you can have. However, there are certain products that are already tried and tested within the terms, but those are your longer terms. That's like your retirement annuities. Where so what that's companies like walking in and buying a hamper. Correct. Like buying a big yes. bag with 20 polonies. And it's got everything <laughs> in it, but you know that over the period of time, that polony is going to be varied dependent on the need. Mm. So they will then look at it and they'll structure it in such a way that it's almost like a lifetime option fund. Mm. And it balances it out throughout that period. So they're saying to you, we will tell you that the lowest will go is 4%, but the highest it can go is 16 to 18%. Mm. But that's, and it balances itself out. So when equities drop, the other one will come in and will start balancing it out so that you're never really losing money. Because to me, that is one of the saddest things is that unfortunately, people do lose money in investments. You do. And it's got nothing to do with either the investment manager, but it could be something that has happened with either in the country, the economy, the 
it, it's real factors. It could be which, David Van Royen is the new finance minister <laughs> overnight. Nobody knows where he comes from. Yep. Completely That's fucked it. up local government. And there now he's go. the minister. That's it. Fucks up everybody's portfolios. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but that's exactly what I'm saying. So there are but extenuating, extenuating circumstances. Ellen, and big word. Go with the big word. Sorry. It's really awful circumstances <laughs> that'll just impact on all those things. But you <laughs> fund can, managers. But, but also depending on your profile, you, if you're a cautious investor, yes. you would go with something that's got more a balanced, low equities. Cause remember, Equities is proper money. It's yeah, like, but equities is literally saying, you know what, Pumi, your equity is that you own your car. You've paid for it. It's yours. It's cash available. So you can go and sell it. So it really is assets versus or minus liabilities is your equity. Yeah. That's really a nice way of remembering it. It's, it's available cash, quick cash. Quick cash. Yeah. So think of equities that way. So mm-hmm. if you have somebody that is in a high equity bracket – what happens? They are a lot more volatile, volatile as far as what could happen mm. as far as that. I mean, if they're in an 80% equity, sure. Yes, they can make a hell of a lot of money. I'll give you an example. Um, I took out a unit trust in December for 3,000 rand. It was a lump sum, put it into a global equity fund because I wanted total global equity, no um, onshore investment. So it was in dollars, off it went. I loved it when the rand went stupid. Personally. Why? I made over 500 rand in two months. Great. But it's a long-term investment. So that could drop. I could actually lose not only the 500, but I could lose, say, another 300, go down by 800, but then it could go up again. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying it, it depends on your risk profile. Right. Okay. On so, to the next one. Yes. Then you've also got to ask how much your investment will cost as far as admin and management fees are concerned. If you are, say, with Momentum, or let's use another company, Old Mutual, and I invest in Old Mutual, but I only invest in their funds, obviously the management cost is going to be less because Old Mutual pays their fund managers on a monthly basis. But I go in and I say, okay, I'll take two old mutual funds, but I want a Ford fund and I want an Alan Gray fund. Those two funds are going to cost me more. Why? Because it is not done by old mutual. It is actually done by an outside portfolio manager. Manager. Mm. So those are the little things that you need to try and understand and, and, and keep that in mind at all times. And we're not talking that it's going to, if you're putting 200 rand away, it's going to cost you 100 rand. Definitely not. But it does cost money, and I think you need to be aware of those costs. Mm. And your admin fee is normally not more than 10 rand or 15 rand as a rule. Then what you have to do is ensure that your annual review is done with your financial (laughs) advisor. Honestly, I cannot stand the fact that people have got investments and that they are seen once and never again. It drives me nuts. I swear it drives me nuts. I know. I bought a Stan Lib account. I bought a Stan Lib investment little thing many years ago. And when, when the, and you, you know, you get a statement, you look at the statements and it's all hunky dory. And then I needed to cash it in because I needed some cash. And I phoned and I said, I need to speak to Etienne and Etienne's left the company. <laughs> You're like, 
now there's no etier. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. But that's also a fault on my side because I was I was comfortable to simply yes. just see the statement once no. every six months. Look at the statement. Is it still, you know, you've got more money, yeah. it's got less money, you've paid all of the, you know. Sure. It's all working itself out. Yeah. But it is so vital for that to happen. Every six months, a financial advisor should be reviewing their clients' portfolios. Does it cost me more, though? No. Does it cost Does me it? more? No. If my financial no. advisor is every six months looking no. at my stuff, checking this. This is, this is the beauty. You pay your financial advisor once off. You do know this. So your financial advisor gets paid a commission up front. If in the first two years... That policy that you took out with that financial advisor comes off the books. The financial advisor or the broker needs to pay the back ma- that money to the company. Mm. They pay all of it back. So that's why they must pay attention. To that's you. it. And so there's also off the wagon. correct. The financial services board has also brought something in called TCF, which is treating clients fairly. <laughs> yep, this is a real thing, and that clients can actually now complain if. They are not being treated fairly and they are not being seen by their financial advisors. You must give me that number of somebody to report. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. <laughs> so very, very important because if your review is done and some of the portfolios aren't performing as they should, you can switch. Mm-hmm. You can actually switch the funds. You don't have to stay in those funds for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You can switch them to actually work better for you. Okay, and then the last step, and I think this is really, really important, is don't get emotional about your investments. What? Let me explain why. Michelle, no, 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 let me finish. (laughs) Don't become emotional about the ups and the downs in your investment portfolio. Because at times you are going to have those ups and downs. I mean, we saw it in 2003. When we had all those market crashes and everything, people lost overnight millions, literally millions. Now, that is a frightening thing to happen, but that's the reality. If those people stuck it out and just kind of rode this whole thing out, they would have been okay. But what did people do? The next day they went and they started cashing in the money and they'd lost Huge amounts. I mean, people lost up to 60% of the investment. It was awful. That would make me emotional. Absolutely. If I woke up in the morning. Yes. So what does that mean? What does that mean? So does that mean Just saying, it's not a good idea to have an app on your phone? That says, oh, shit, a, you've lost 60% of all your <laughs> investment income. That's got a Bloomberg income. tracking. And so in the morning when yeah. you wake up, the first thing you look at is the Bloomberg thing. Yes. And it's like bleeding all over. Correct. <laughs> Honestly, and that's what I mean. Don't be emotional about the ups and downs because they're going to happen. But if you ride it out, it will rectify itself. I suppose, Michelle, what that also means is it means you must give yourself time. That's it. When you get into investing, you must see it as a long-term thing. It's 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 not going to be – it's not like – Playing the lotto, it's not like playing the slots. Correct. <laughs> yes, it must absolutely. Be, you, you must give yourself the time, and in the time that you allocate in your own mind, leave it alone. Correct. And say to yourself, you know, and, and most of these policies are open-ended anyway. So you may say to yourself, what do you mean I'm going that? to tell you now. So if I have a five-year term policy, 
and that time comes up for the maturity to take place, I can say to the company, leave it. Carry on as is. It's open-ended. Because there's no risk involved in these policies, in other words, I haven't got life cover or disability or that kind of stuff, it's my investment. All I'm doing is I'm investing it with a company. So it's my money, and I can tell them, listen, I don't want it right now. Leave it for another six months, another year, another two years. That's open-ended. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I do, because, you know, there, there, there's so many little things, and I'm always thinking about how, the and this year, <laughs> because we said we were going to do this, I committed myself to a stock fell. Brilliant. And, <laughs> and, I, and I really have been thinking about it, and, and, and now... I don't even know when my Stockfield day comes when I'm getting money, <laughs> when I'm getting my money. But that's because I told myself I'm going to get into this thing and I'm, I'm putting and it you in the back of my mind, you know, kind but of. But it's also that commitment. Committed me. to yeah. it. And now I'm just leaving it alone. I'm not going to spend every month thinking sure. oh. as I pay my Stockfield contribution. Yeah. I'm not going to think about it like that. I'm just going to put it out there. Absolutely. And the nice thing is when you do get those um, quarterly reviews from the companies and you go, crap, I've actually made some money on this. Mm -hmm. This is really good because it has become part of your budget and because it's part of your lifestyle. Your budget's hard, eh? It's very hard. No, 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 no. Look, do not be emotional about money. The ups and the downs. Let's be real. Let's be real. The ups and the downs of the investment don't be emotional about (gasps) But money no. you're always emotional about. Michelle, no, 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 no. Don't make this like that. Because that's what it is. The ups and the downs no, sure. are proper ups and downs to your cash. Correct. Because investment is cash. It is. Absolutely. It's, it's proper cash that's yes. coming out of your thing, going out into of your a pocket, home yeah. somewhere. Yeah. It's not like going into a till and you walk away with shoes. Sure. Oh my God, yes, of course shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just an example. Don't get excited. Okay, you could have said wine or cheese. Wine is worse. You're going to drink it and piss it away. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. Wine is worse. You're going to piss it away. (laughs) I'm Pumi Mashuko and I'm talking to Michelle Dave. We're talking about growing your money. We're talking about investing, investments, and creating and starting an investment portfolio. I'm... Looked for the most appropriate songs for today. And this, this is my favorite one. Uh, it's Fergie and it's about the glamorous life because I'm hoping that's what we're going to get to one of these days. If you're tuned into this show, you won't have to take your broke ass home. We're making money <laughs> up in here. I'm Pumima Shekho and I'm with Michelle Dave. And we're talking about investing and growing your investment portfolio and how easy it can be, girls. How easy yep. it can be. But let me just start this whole next section off with a little saying that teenagers, that I saw from a teenager the other day, funny enough. And she said, and, and it really relates to investing for the first time. And she said that, um, adulthood, is like crossing the street. When you get there, you look left and you right, get go look left and right, and then you start to cross and you get hit by an aeroplane. <laughs> okay, so investing is very much like this: is that you kind of got to take that leap of faith if it's the right time, if it's the right type of investment, and that it suits you. This is again have the right people to do the right things for you. 
So Pumi, unfortunately, I am going to now put you on the spot. I'm ready. And I'm we ready. are going to do this little um, risk profile. I'm ready. Okay. Now remember, there's there's a, there's four answers or four or five things that you can answer with. Firstly, you can say strongly disagree. You can disagree. You can neither agree or disagree, or you can agree or you can strongly agree. Okay. Okay. So the Go first ahead. question is, for me. Part of investing is experiencing the ups and the downs. Agree. Agree. Great. I feel stressed when making important financial decisions. Strongly disagree. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's important to me to take financial risks. Agree. Okay. Sorry, this is being done live, so we're busy with this. Live. It's going to spit out a score. There we go. Okay. I believe that I generally take bigger investment risks with my money than other people. Agree. Okay. I always overreact to unexpected bad financial news. Strongly disagree. Okay. I would still consider... It's overreacting. Kind of like screaming and shouting and swearing. Yeah, going, oh, damn, darn... Bloody hell. Okay, no. Okay, all right. I would still consider making risky investments even if I had made significant losses in the past. Agree. Okay. I worry about things going wrong with my financial decisions. Disagree. To avoid the possibility of losing money on my investments, I would rather not make a financial decision. Strongly disagree. (laughs) <laughs> to get higher long-term res- returns, I'm happy to risk a short-term fall in the value of the investment. Strongly agree. Okay. Others would say that I like taking risks with my money. Agree. I feel fairly relaxed about uncertainty regarding risky investments. Disagree. Okay. When I consider the risks of investing, I feel quite anxious. Disagree. I expect my investments to sometimes go down in value as well as up. Agree. I would be happy to tolerate fluctuations in the value of my investment to get a better return in the future. Agree. When I make an investment decision, I usually feel concerned. Disagree. Okay. Seeing my investments go up and down is the value in value is part of investing money. Strongly agree. I I'll, thought I should add a strongly. Thank thing. you. Thank you. <laughs> I would get a thrill from making risky investments with my money. I don't know if I, no, no that's not the middle one. And neither, neither, a, neither agree or disagree. I don't know if it's a thrill or no, okay, it's neither. one of those things. All right. I would accept fluctuations in the value of my investments for the potential to gain a return above inflation. Strongly agree. Okay. What are you doing now? No, these are just words. I must say, Michelle, that these are just words. That you're you're just words. Extremely calm. So those aren't bad. I thought those questions would would be. I thought those questions would be more like harder. Those and are not hard questions. No. And we've They're actually got easier. your score. Your score's already done. Okay, what's my score? So your score is you are an aggressive investor. Oh, okay, wait. But just tell me. Yes. 
um, how the score works before you tell me the score. All right. What they do is there's two, th- two elements to any kind of scoring. The one is, and the most important thing is the consistency of your answers. Okay. So they'll ask you like we asked 18 questions. That was 18 questions. Yes. That wasn't bad. That no. took less than 10 minutes. Right. So what they do is that's, that's the biggest criteria is to look at your consistency. Mm. Because what we find is that sometimes people read the question and they answer it, but the next one they go, eh, no, it's other way. And it becomes very inconsistent, which means it gives us a little bit of an inconclusive answer or port or risk profile. Okay. And that's really what we're looking for is a mm-hmm. consistency. So when you start answering the questions, we look at how consistent are you in the answers. So they kind of check each other out. Correct. They back Correct. Check. Okay, got it. So the one, remember the one question asked you about, um, how do you get emotion, emotional about the ups and the downs and if you had to lose money? Mm-hmm. And then the next question will say something like, um, would you be prepared to take the downs if you know that you got more than inflation? Yes. So that's what they're looking for. Okay. And that's how they determine it. And obviously, with your answers, you are more of an aggressive investor because you are somebody that will take more chances than others. Okay. And I don't mean chances as in… Chancer. Chancers. You know? <laughs> We're talking about real aggress- aggressive mm. portfolios. So what that means is that when you're investing with some, with a company, they're going to give you funds which are high equity linked because those are more aggressive. If you have a look at money market, that is more conservative. If you look at balanced funds, they've got a little bit of everything but lower equities. But Michelle, so the thing about the risk, and as you're doing this, it because again, in my mind, I, I thought you'd ask more questions about yeah. it is not linked to how much you know you're willing to no, spend. No, it's not simply at just all. to say, even with your 200 rand, even with your 100 rand, you are the kind of person that's more willing to be Correct. in this particular space. Yes. It's not linked to the amount. No, not at all. Okay. What will worry me personally? Is if I was doing this profile with somebody that was 55 years old and they were aggressive. Why? Because they don't have so much time left to do proper investments. But that's why they would be aggressive. But also the chances are that their term is shorter of the investment. Mm. So it also depends on the term of the investment. So if I'm going to put somebody that has got a retirement plan in place, but they only have 10 years to retirement... I need to look at, is it better to give them one aggressive fund and two balanced funds? Because I need to ensure that in those 10 years, I don't lose their money. Because the, So because the aggressive investor is also one that potentially could lose more. Could lose more. Yes. Okay. So you need to look at it from, even if I look at your portfolio, I will not only give you aggressive funds because that would be detrimental to your financial portfolio's investments. So uh, let's talk about this, an aggressive investor. Yes. What kind of terms? So I understand that if you're an aggressive investor, you're probably looking more at the equities. You're looking more at the volatile stuff. Because the potential for a higher return is higher. Is is there. Is there. And and the appetite for the up and down is is better. So you're not going to freak out when I phone you and say to you, put me just by the way, your 200 that you put in is now worth 80. Yeah. You're going to say, oh, well, 
bugger okay. that, you know, we'll, we'll just carry on. Okay. Um, yeah. If it was another person, I'd most probably have to call an ambulance to go and get them because they'd had a heart attack. Mm. So <laughs> it really is dependent on the individual as well. But, the, and then about the time, you know, yes. so let's, let's talk more. In oof, we've got very little time left, yep. and we've still got so much to talk about. I want to ask you so many questions. But <laughs> let's let's so let's talk more about the unit trust. Yes. So here you have a profile of an aggressive investor. Right. Yes. Um. You unit trust. Right. Are they the right place to? Do go? you know what unit trusts are one of the most versatile products that you can have? And also keeping in mind, and I have to tell you this because people think that this is where brokers make their money. Unit trusts are the least earned. Commission products, just by the way, but, but they are products that give you the most flexibility. How do they work? I'll tell you why. Firstly, you can do a lump sum investment. You can do a monthly investment. You can do an ad hoc investment. So you can just toss money into it as you want. And that unit trusts, units are bought on a daily basis and sold on a daily basis. Normally at around about three o'clock and five o'clock in the afternoon. Those units are sold and bought. So it gives you that flexibility of always being kind of up there and getting all the right investments going. And you can take money as well. It's like a bank account. You can, within 48 hours, withdraw money from a unit trust. We do, however, say that, guys, keep your unit trust going for at least two years to build up up your investment fund Mm. because it just makes it get bigger and bigger and bigger. But if you do need money, it's available to you. And it is the most flexible. Sure, some companies, their minimum unit trust lump sum is 5,000 rand. Some companies, it's 10,000 rand. But people put away quite a lot of money into unit trusts because of the flexibility of it. So I have a stock fell. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm very proud of. That's awesome. <laughs> is it the grocery stock fell or is it another one? No, it's not a grocery stock. But you said last year it's a grocery stock. No, there's not enough people in my house. I said there are grocery stock. Oh, all right. There's just me (laughs) and the boy. There's not enough people in my house for a grocery okay. stock well, and definitely not enough space oh, in right. my house because then you have like five tomato sauces. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. Yeah. But so what I could do is I could take the when I get my stock payout, which will be. I don't know, actually. Anyway, yeah. which will be 30,000. Yes. I could take that 30,000 rand and throw it into a unit trust Correct. this year. Yes. And leave it there. Next year when I get my thing, I could throw it in there again. That's it. I don't have to have a debit order. No. Where do you, wa- no. Where do you go to buy unit trust? You can get unit trust through almost any, any company. And most of the, most of the unit trust companies are actually incorporated within the bigger company. So you'll have like, you'll have, um, uh, no, I don't think Discovery's got them. But if you have like Momentum, Momentum will have a unit trust division. Sunam will have a unit trust division. Old Mutual, exactly the same. That's what these guys will do is that they'll have a unit trust. So you can almost apply online if you wish. So you don't need to do it through a broker, which I think is the best thing to do, though, is you should actually do it through the brokers. And... That to me would just be the way to do it or a financial advisor. Mm. But you could also say so it, it's do a it. retailable thing. It you is. Can, you can fold F&B or any of the banks and say, Absolutely. listen, I have an account with you. I would like you to trust. Yes. Where do I go? Yeah. Oh, so that's that. fantastic. And yeah. how does one know? Does, do you trust also come with fact sheets? Yes. 
Yes. Where does one get those? Off that same website. You'll see what you'll see at the top is they'll most probably have a fun fact sheet. Mm-hmm. So you'd actually be able to draw those yourself if you're doing it on your own. That's why I'm saying, why do you want to do it when somebody else can actually do all the hard work for you? Mm. It's brilliant. Because that's, I mean, that's just the cons and you, two years is all you're in for. So it is a little bit like a You don't like even have to stay in for two years. It's a case of the two years is just beneficial because if there's ups and downs, those two years will equalize it. And then you can say to yourself, yeah, I want to draw a little bit of this money or hell, you know, I've got another 10,000. I'm going to pump it in here because it's been doing so well. And it's almost as if you've got cash on hand because that's exactly what it is. If you phone me today and say, Michelle, I'd like to cash in 10,000 units within 48 hours. That is in your bank account. Oh, so the unit trusts are also, the, the cost of it is per unit. You'll see what you Makes get. Sense. Unit trust. Yeah. You actually, <laughs> because say now, for instance, I buy something that is worth five rand, but it's one unit. So now I've got two units. It's going to be 10 rand. Mm. So that's kind of hard. So you're kind of selling off units and not the whole product. That's the difference between having a unit trust and having something like a savings product, like an endowment or a tax-free savings account. Aha, because those ones you have to get rid of the whole thing. Whereas this, you can withdraw. Well, the tax-free, you can now start withdrawing from that. So let's just look at the endowment. That, you almost have to terminate the policy to get that money out. Whereas with the unit trust, you can put in, take out, put in, take out. Are there any legalities that one has to be aware of when it comes to unit trust? Remember, you legalities that are word. Well, it's not legal really, things, it's, it's, yeah, legal is, considerations. Yeah. Like tax. Yes, tax is one. Yes, because remember, it's a it's a capital gains tax on that. Really? Yes. So you have to declare it every time you do your you SARS form. Get, yes, you will get a contribution certificate from the company where it is held each year, and that has to go into your personal tax. The companies will also send it to SARS as well. You do know this; it is automatically sent to SARS. So you can't even hide no, it. No, it is given to SARS, um, but it's always a good idea just to give it to them. Remember, um, you get a contribution certificate for your your medical aid. Yeah, you get it for your medical aid. You get it for your RAs, RA. and then you also get it for any investments because anything that you've made as a gain is seen as capital gains tax. Uh huh. And is there a threshold for the tax on that? Um. Do we know? No. no, not at the moment as far as that's concerned because it also depends on how much you make. I mean, it's not going to be it. like a 40% no, tax. No, never, 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 never. Uh-uh. Can you own it in a trust? Can you, can, can a, a unit trust, trust own, own unit, unit trust? Just trying to think if they can. Um, the thing is that you can't have a beneficiary on a unit trust. Okay. You have an owner. Aha. So it's like a yes, car. Yes. You have an owner. So, but you can take one out. For Canejo. You can take one out for him in his name. In his name. Yes. And, and there's no age limit. For, no. And I can take out one for Jade in her name. Uh-huh. I love it. Unit trusts are awesome. They really are awesome. Can you compare them? Where is there a place where one can go and compare unit trusts yes. and say who's... You can. And, and the thing is that, again, that's why I'm saying is use it like a rice? financial <laughs> advisor. Because they can show you where you can invest. So if I go to Momentum, have they got specific funds that have maybe won awards in the last five years that I like? 
Is it maybe a case of that I want two of their funds, but I also want three outside funds? You can choose. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, and again, Alan Gray's Investix, they are experts in investing. So those are also the guys. Coronation, also excellent. Look at their websites. You can even do it online if you want to with them, or you can get a client call center person to phone you. All of that can be done. And you can ask all these questions. You just have to give yourself some time yes. to think about it. And, and you can make at any one moment and you can make this decision at any Absolutely. time. There's no. Absolutely. But again, make sure that it is something that you can afford right now. Mm-hmm. And again, the beauty of the unit trust is say now, for instance, something happens in a year's time and you get retrenched or whatever. That money never goes away. It never falls away. It's always there for you. And you can actually leave it dormant until you've got another job and you can repay again if you want to. So it's Lent. Yes. <laughs> and I've given up, I've given up a couple of things. And these couple of things I was thinking about it today that maybe what I must do is the money I would normally spend on those things is the money I should. Can you give a unit trust away to somebody? Yes. As Can a I? Gift. Yes, yes. As a gift. Yeah. That's phenomenal. I'm so excited. I'm definitely going to be doing, checking that out. <laughs> I'm getting myself geared up for the glamorous life, Michelle, the glamorous life. When it comes to the end of this year, I'm going to be like dollar rich. <laughs> Got stock fells. I'm going to look at the unit trust. I'm definitely going to be spending my time doing some of those nine steps. Nine steps. Look, I think the amount of time, so we've spent about 55 minutes and it was incredible. The questions are easy and you can get it anywhere on the web. You can just do a risk profile questionnaire. Absolutely. But again, phone me if you've got a problem or send me a message. You guys know it's michelle.david.vodamail.co.za. Contact me. I can see you guys. I can actually come and see you. We can speak on the phone. We can do something via email. It is as easy as that. Doesn't sound hard at all. Not at all. And it is so beneficial. Sure. Sure. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling, Excited. what is it? Is it bullish or bearish? Um, let's hope it's um, bullish. Okay. Is that the good one? Is that the up one? <laughs> Horns. Horns. The up one, fantastic, got it. So I'm feeling very bullish. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to spend some time. I've got my risk profile now. Aggressive. Yes, aggressive. Who would have thunk it? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Michelle, for coming out and chatting with me. I hope you were taking notes. If you weren't, you can download the podcast. You can go to True Guide. On the Facebook page. On Facebook. With the nine steps. You can tweet me, right? And I'll send you the link, I think. Tweet me at Pumemashiko1 or tweet Michelle at Michelle Dave or True Guide. There are many, 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 many ways of getting hold of us. Or emailing. Or emailing. Michelle.dave at Vodamail.co.za. Michelle.dave at Vodamail. Don't email me. I won't know how to do it. But if you tweet me, I'll know how to tweet, tweet you back with something. <laughs> tweet you back with something. And this is how we're building the glamorous life. I'm Pumima Shekho and I've been with Michelle. We're chatting about how to make or start making a, your money work for you, making your money work for you so that you don't have to be a 
She take my money Well, I'm in need Yes, it's a trifling Friend indeed Oh, she's a gold digger This is CliffCentral.com